Hey everyone, my name's Kieran, and welcome to the One Upcast, where I'm joined again by the one, the only, Mr. Daniel Ferry. Back at it again. You didn't Once introduce again. yourself. Dan- oh, I right now, if I just says, hey everybody, this is the One Upcast, I'm joined by Daniel, but who is joined by Daniel? <laughs> so, my name is Kieran, the one, the only, the guy that gets to sit and listen to you chat about... <laughs> Whatever you want, really. All week. <laughs> it's like a fucking interview, isn't it, Ari? Like, it's um, great. It's brilliant. I just get to sit and catch up with all the fucking mad thoughts that you've had all week. I don't know. I fucking spend a day in my head. It's not recommended. I um, <laughs> I think we should make clear to everyone we don't actually talk during the week. We don't. No, there, there's there's tons of times that I that I see things now or like things happening. I it, it just instantly pops in my head. It's like I'll not text Daniel so I can <laughs> chat to you about it on Wednesday. We're horrible friends, and then we just record our conversations just in case. You go, oh, I can't believe you said that, man, eight weeks ago. I know, mine. Hey, what do you see? I had 42 minutes. You said you would do this now, and then you didn't. Hey, that's terrible. So how are you, brother? Are you well? Brilliant. Really tired. I w- spent the weekend in Oxford, which oh, was... Oh, yes. How did uh, I go? Uh, it was brilliant. I, uh, we, me, Is it Oxford um, or Oxfordshire? So, right, that was the first thing I asked. So I, I get mm-hmm. under the car, right? Now, I, 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 I work with a, a YouTuber in Oxford and it, it was a whole team weekend. You know, everybody got together and everybody's mm-hmm. first time meeting each other, shaking hands. How are you getting on? My name's Kieran. Oh, nice to finally meet you. By the way, what's the difference between Oxford and Oxfordshire? And because I, I just, I couldn't mm. quite figure it out. And so apparently it's kind of like, you know, the way that you have, like Derry City and then County Derry. Yeah. It's Kent, it's like that. You have Oxford and then County Oxfordshire. Ah, so, so I was like, like... It's kind of like the Donegal to Boncrana. Aye. So I was saying like, oh, I, or, so are we in Oxford or are we in Oxfordshire? And they were like, yes. I was like, right, ah. well, this is confusing. So you're going to have to explain it to me. So yeah, we, we stayed in a wee village just outside of Oxford. It was lovely. And we... Just hung out and we went to a water park that was on a lake on day two and I'm still sore. And so I it was it was good. We got back on Monday, slept until Tuesday, and then there was a wee bit of work to do, and then now I'm getting the house ready. I wonder this. why. Well, what's going on? What's going on? Well, well, what's I'll, going te- on? I'll tell you Pray what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. I, I've been spending all week getting the house because see this weekend, nothing's happening. This weekend, not not a pun will drop in this house because we are hanging out. We're watching AEW. We're watching All Out. We're watching our boy CM Punk come back for his first match in like a fucking hundred years. It's going to be brilliant. I can't oh, wait. I can't. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's happening this weekend. I'm going to work early on Saturday. I'm getting in my car. Had an open road. Oh, I'm head out the window like Ace Ventura and I'm going down. First thing I'm going to do. Is hug my boy and then eat shit. Yes. Oh, we can Oh, I've, my God. See the amount of times, say, that I've been sitting thinking, I'll run the shop and get away something. And then, like, Tash has been saying, No, do you want to just save it the weekend? I'm like, You know what? You're right. It'll be it'll be better. It'll be <laughs> conserve so better. energy. Conserve energy. Do you ever see that uh, Simpsons episode where Homer looks at a pie at an oven and he's all, Okay, pie. I'm just going to walk forward like this. Hum. And, he <laughs> and if he just happens to get in my way eaten, it's your own fault and he just starts walking and going um, um, that's me that's Aye. me this weekend I cannot wait cannot... now it might bleed on to Monday because I don't leave you until the afternoon so we might get a breakfast somewhere as well Aye, we have to squeeze out uh, some extra in the morning 
I really want to try Five Guys. So this, I I understand Five Guys is very expensive, but I need to try it. So um, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm, it should be a fun weekend. We'll be live and in love and color. And you never know, we might do something for the podcast. Maybe, I know. maybe, might, might maybe. do, might do. The thoughts cross maybe. my mind as well. We'll see, we'll yeah, see yeah. what happens. Sound good, Karen. Yes. Breaking news. <gasps> breaking news. What is it? I have more. The people loved the breaking news last week. They loved the fact that I had Skittles, but I didn't have Skittles. People were like, where did he get so much energy? Gaming is my energy. So I love the fresh news. I love fresh, <laughs> fresh. So this new section that we're going to do every week is called breaking news. Breaking news. And it's going news. to be your weekly content. That it's going to be out of dip by the time you listen to it on Wednesday or Friday morning because you'll be like, you know what? I've already known that. But you There's know a what? T-shirt on there somewhere. So Game yeah. News. So so Game breaking news. I'm going to start reading out this news that I've collated for you all during the week, and I hope you love it. Do it. So the freshest thing that I have, fresh out of the oven, is uh, PlayStation Plus games for September had literally just been announced there about an hour ago, <sighs> and it's actually quite a good update. Um, so for PlayStation Five, you get Overcooked All You Can Eat Edition. Oh um, yeah, which is quite good because it retails mm. for like thirty-five quid. And that's mm. that's from what I recall. It's all overcooked one and two, and all the DLC put together, and there's like three hundred maps. Plus, yeah. it has online, so I'm actually looking forward to getting stuck onto that. For PS4 users, now also PS5 users can get this as well via backwards compatibility. Is Hitman Two, which is an excellent game. I actually completed during lockdown. Brilliant, brilliant game. And then there's an other four-player co-op survival shooter, Predator Hunting Grounds, which, mm. reading on it today, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it, but he's a downloadable character. You have to buy for, like, four quid. Controversial. Okay. Controversial. Mm. Um, so, and he doesn't say, get to the chapa. So... It's, it, you probably have to pay extra for that as well. Mm. But my question mm. is, it's first person, so you won't actually see him. I've written off. Well, then, what's the point in buying them? What is, is for... the point? So, so, he... so, I'll be buying it for other people to see that I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah, look at that skin I paid for, man. And he doesn't say get to the chopper. Well, then, there's no uh, point. That's not even, it's not even Arnian. Speaking of free monthly games, uh, mm. Xbox have announced their Xbox Gold games and their Game Pass games for the month as well. Um, Xbox kind of do this thing where there's Xbox Live Gold and then they have Game Pass and if you have Ultimate you get both. So the Xbox Gold games for the month are Warhammer, Warhammer Chaos, ba- Chaos Bane, uh, Zone of Enders HD Collection and Samurai Showdown 2. So anything that tackles your fancy. And then Game Pass editions is quite per bar, probably one game. Uh, but I think this is the cam before the storm, so we can't forgive them. So for Game Pass for the month of September, it's 1st of September today, so this is a good timing, you get Craftopia. No idea okay. what that is. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, free 60 version, so it's played via backwards compatibility. That was actually my... F- sorry, not Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy thirteen. sorry. This is the one with lightning. This oh, was actually, 13? I, I, I heard about that. I... Believe it or not, this was my very first Final Fantasy game ever. 13? Uh, 13, my very first Final Fantasy game. And I actually completed it too. Back in the Maplin days, I remember when it came out, you and a colleague of ours were chatting about it quite heavily. I never played a Final Fantasy game. Uh, So I 
pick up this one and I actually loved it. And I know a lot of Final Fantasy fans hate it, but it actually did its job for me because I was a complete novice and it got me into the franchise. I actually really, really enjoyed it. It was a very, very good game. You see, th- uh, this is this is a weird thing about Final Fantasy Thirteen is because for me, it's the best Final Fantasy game that I'll never recommend to anybody. Really? I, 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 it's because for me, it's different than what I enjoy from Final Fantasy, but it's a good game. But you yeah. know the way that there's that whole thing of now light spoilers for anybody, but I'll not go too much on that because well, I know it's, it's about un- ten years old. I think you. Can ah, it's fine. It's it. fine. Do you know the way that <laughs> later on you kind of get the ability to travel anywhere you want? Yeah. And now that, in in all the Final Fantasy games I've played, anyway, that game is the latest. Like it, like it's, it's it's uh, what what I'm trying to say. It it leaves you the longest before you can travel all like anywhere that you yeah. want. Other games do it much earlier. And for me, like Final Fantasy games will give you loads of story and stuff, and you know, and it's very fairly linear. And then it opens up the world, and then you go and explore and do side quests and whatever else you want to do, and it's all good fun. But Final Fantasy Thirteen leaves you for a a really long time before you get that kind of open experience. And so because of that, I can't recommend it to people. I can't say like, oh, give it give it twenty hours. And then you'll get that experience that, you know, everybody talks about when they talk about Final Fantasy experiences. Yeah. But anybody so the, that I've talked to that, that has found it by themselves has kind of enjoyed it, especially if they've never played it before because you don't have those expectations. So did you just spoil Final Fantasy had a fast travel system? Ah. <sighs> there you go. <laughs> Terrible. There's someone out there, man, with a tear trickling down his man. cheek right now saying, man, I... This. I hate those Final Fantasies about fast travel. I thought this would be the game that would do away with fast travel. Hey, but I guess I'm just going to have to wait a wee while longer. <laughs> Fuck's sake. He was playing this for 19 hours and he's all, it's so good, man. I, guess great I, I can't I believe they've done away with point A, point, point B. I want to walk 15 miles, take on the ambience of the game, man. And he's just listening nope. to our podcast now. And, oh, man, it's ruined. Some uh... <laughs> <laughs> moving on before yep. the break. Uh, Surgery Simulator Two is coming to Game Pass. Um, Surgery Simulator was brilliant. I always I remember... enjoyed that. I played it on a, a VR headset. It was a bit, yeah. it was a bit mad. It was, it was just another one fun. of those VR games. It was fun to just kind of play around. I don't. It was like a wee sandbox. Yeah, I I can't imagine it being with a controller. Be interesting to see how that is. Uh, I mm. think it is kind of designed for VR. Um, but from what I understand, it's available on Game Pass for PC. But there's no chat of VA VR functionality, so it's keyboard and mouse. So hmm. very very strange. And then a, a classic oldie, Nuclear Throne, as uh, we independent game. Do you remember that? I I played that. I do. I do when. remember that. That was that was around the time whenever games like Binding of Isaac and all was like really hot. Yeah. Those type of like randomly generated, like you know, see how far you can get, like yeah. roguelike games. Uh, it was incredibly, incredibly hard. So mm. uh, it's interesting there. So I have more breaking news. More Bre- breaking mo- news. More <laughs> fresh, more fresh news. So Norman Reedus. Do you know Norman Reedus? I do. He was in Walking Dead and Death Stranding and yes. almost was on Silent Hills. So speaking of Death Stranding, Kieran, beautiful oh. segue. He is teased via to IGN Brazil. Don't know how IGN Brazil got this scoop. He just casually said on a roundtable discussion with microphones and everything, he said, and I quote, I think we're doing a second Death Stranding. It's in negotiations right now. 
so yay. Wow, he just kind of so, let that out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure uh, Hideo Kojima is breathing on their paper bag somewhere because I'd imagine, you know, it, there's unless it's going to go third party and it's going to be on every platform, um, it's a strange one. Now, I don't know, have you ever played Death Stranding before? I played, I played Death Stranding, this is where I'm going to flex now, I played Death Stranding about five months before it came out. Oh, what? <laughs> Because because I, you I went to e- this quiet? I know I went to EGX right. in twenty nineteen. Okay. And they were showing off a demo of the game. And <laughs> I got to go on and play it for a while. So and it was whenever they announced that like all these big actors were gonna be in it. Oh right, okay. And so it was like, Oh look, you know this person, you know that person and I was like, Yeah, but I'm here to play the game. So stop the cutscene and let me see like let me see the game and played yeah. it for a while. But I, it was it was good. I got to play that. I got to play Final Fantasy VII, which was ages before it came out, which you know for me would would be a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. And then I got to play the medieval remake, and I think it was like ah. it was due to come out like in two days time. But I and I also got to play Doom Eternal. About that was a good while before it came out as well. Well, go back Doom's... to Doom Eternal because I want to ask you about Doom Eternal because it's fresh in my mind. But going back to Death Stranding, I'll put I'll put Doom Eternal on my list if you want to continue. Well, Doom Eternal, um, Death Stranding, in my opinion, is the marmite of video games. So this is what I wanted to ask you, right? Because you have played it a lot more, right? Now, from me, all right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna set you a challenge, all right? I'm mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a casual casual gaming guy, all right? You don't know mm-hmm. me and. You've been tasked now with explaining to me why I should play Death Stranding. However, I have heard that it's a walking simulator and I'm not really too fussed on the idea of just walking around delivering parcels. So what would you say to somebody in that instance? They they, they, they get them, they at least give it a try. Um, That's a difficult question, believe it or not. And this is why it's like the Marmite of gaming because... If you play it for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, you just go, oh, it's just a walking simulator. And basically, you're the Amazon Prime delivery guy for the first 45 hours. Um, <laughs> but then the game becomes almost like a, it's almost tactical, where at the start, you're going, right, you have to walk from point A to point B, and it's like flat terrain. And then after a while, once you get used to the mechanics, they introduce then like the ghost elements. So, you know, they call them BT, so it's like invisible ghosts, and you have a baby strapped to your test, and when the baby cries, it triggers the ghost. I'm not making this up, folks. I'm not making it up. I have, uh, um, I've, I've heard, I've heard that it's got Kojima all over it, like. Yeah. So then you, you know, you might have to climb a mountain, and you have to use certain tools, but then you have to take an inventory management on it, so everything has a width limit, so you can't just take everything with you. So you're like, do I need a ladder for this? Do you need a rope? And a hull or a mountain might. You know, in any other game, it might take you two miles to climb it. This might take you 30 miles to climb it. So uh, a mountain in itself is a puzzle. Um, right. And it's just a sad... And then at the same time, you have to manage your cargo and you have to maintain its... You know, it has to get there. You can't can't be like Ace Ventura landing someone's door with a destroyed package, you know, and you get XP and points for it. And then the, more, the better you do, the better upgrades you get. Eventually unlock vehicles. Uh, there's also an online element to it where you and other players interact with one another but they don't so it's kind of like journey do you remember journey where there's all the guys on the road there's none a lot but you can build roads together and stuff so as you progress for the game your world gets better and bigger um 
but you, I, I will miss. I am a massive Kojima fanboy, and I probably wouldn't look twice at this game. So it's probably only him who could have got away with it. You yeah, know, like it would never been green light if it was like a random and uh, yeah, like, my first game I've yeah, tried exactly. doing this. Like, oh. So um, it's definitely out there. But however, when I say it's the Marmite game, people who have played it, people people who have actually sat down and got past like say the four or five hour mark, and I know that's a lot to ask these days, have absolutely loved it. I I put eighty five hours on this. Jesus, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely, they're bringing out now the Death Stranding Director's Cut now on the twenty sixth of uh, September, so it's three weeks time, and right. uh, I can't wait because I don't know if you've seen any trailer, but they're adding so much more content. So they could have, they could have easily just did oh, it's four K sixty eight frames per second. There I you just go. Up, just the, uh, but a there's so upgrade. much more content. There's extra extra cutscenes, extra levels extra weapons, extra challenges. It's It almost looks like, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way because I love the game, but do you remember No Man's Sky when that first came out? It was just like, there wasn't a lot of content it was bl- on it. Yeah, it was blank. And I think somebody described it as being uh, yeah. as wide as an ocean, but as deep as a puddle. Yeah, so it's almost like that because he's obviously, Kojima and his team have taken feedback on board and the amount that they've added, there's over 300 uh, 300 content updates and then loads of patches and everything so i, I loved the game before and i can't I, I, oh, I can't i can't wait get excited about playing the same game again but i'm so on i cannot wait so that's out on the 26th of september um to go back to doom eternal what did yes. you think of doom eternal i thought it was a i thought it was the best shooter i've ever played really I th- yeah, I thought it was perfect. I thought that the DLC was perfect. I thought that the add-ons to the game, like the changes from the original Doom, were just amazing. I thought the controls were brilliant. I just the 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 flavor was good. The music was good. Just I I loved everything about it. I sense I sense you don't feel the same. I I don't feel the same. But however, I don't think it was a bad game by any stretch of management. I think the first Doom, Doom 2016, as well called. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I loved it. Loved it so much. It was just that I was hooked. I thought it was just so, so good. And then when Doom Eternal came out, I really enjoyed it. But I felt like it felt like more like a fighting game, Doom Eternal, because there's that many combos and different, you know, do you know what I mean? Like there's that many yeah, different yeah, it, certain it, enemies. It was a lot certain... more involved with um, having like, I can't remember, I don't know the name for it, but we all just call them combos. But yeah, it did yeah. kind of feel kind of combo-ish. Now, yeah. the thing that I liked about it in in that way was that Doom is a game that is designed to keep you pressing forward mm-hmm. because there is no hiding behind cover to get your health back up. There, uh, Ammo is a bit more scarce in Doom Eternal than in Doom 2016. And things like, um, you know, if you need more ammo... You don't just kind of like run away from the fight and go around and see if you can find any ammo caches anywhere. You have to try and get in close and use a chainsaw in order to get, you know, in order to get your, um, like get free ammo. And if yeah. you need health, then you need to get, you know, you need to perform a glory kill, which involves you getting in close. So yeah. the game rewards you for keeping the pressure on and going for that last ditch Hail Mary attack 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know the the. I, I thought the, the, the movement at the start was kind of strange. Whenever I was playing the demo, um, we got whisked into like a wee closed room and there was all these metal music flipping, playing out of speakers and it was all crazy. And we sat down and they were like, we're going to drop you into this level. Here's the buttons, now go. And I was and I actually got a bit scared. I was like, oh no, like, am I going to, is this too different? But then whenever I sat and played through it as a tutorial and they added the air dash in yeah. and I got really comfortable with it, then it started getting to the stage where it was like second it was like a second thought almost yeah like using the movement and like keeping the pressure on and you know it just felt like it rewarded you for doing what it like for doing the right things i didn't ever feel like i was kind of you know doing my own thing i felt yeah. like i was doing exactly what i was supposed to be doing um whenever i was like you know just being really so reckless and hard wasn't it it was really fucking hard it was difficult. I mean, I really like the description of the game, which is, you know, though the way they say that, like, in Doom, you know, you're not trapped in a room with demons. It's demons are trapped in a room with you. Yeah, the watchman culture. Uh, it, is, it, it is just that all, all over again. Now, the best thing is, is that, you know, with Game Pass, you can have any flavor of Doom that you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I still play you know right i still played the original doom even after doom eternal came out because yeah. you know i like going back and getting the old secrets and stuff and it still plays well and the levels are designed in such a way that i don't miss any of the features that were added in doom eternal it, but it, bog it boggles my mind how they got both dooms on the nintendo switch yeah and i have no way and i know people say oh 720p you know and 30 frames a second and you're like yes but still how <laughs> like, we need still... we need to touch on We'll get back to the breaking news in a second, folks. But we need to touch on the miracle ports on the Nintendo Switch. You just triggered a thought. This is what happens in this show. We don't really have a, <laughs> a like a, we have a waypoints. We just That's and we just of. get there. Uh, miracle ports on the Nintendo Switch. I, I quite I quite remember. I'll not name names if they're listening. They know who it was. So I remember when the Witcher Three was announced for the Nintendo Switch during a Nintendo Direct, and I was actually really excited because I love the Witcher Three and most like. 95% of anyone haven't finished the Witcher 3 so I was like oh I'm all over this because I can play it on the go yada 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 and uh, I was just so excited that the Nintendo Switch is one of my favourite consoles ever and we actually don't talk about it enough on this podcast I know um, we need to um, we do. but I, 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 I've so I've so I was like I'm all in I'm all in and I was uh, met straight away with a criticism criticism saying I enjoy playing on that at 540p at 30 frames per second, which is correct. However, it's the fact that it's that scale of a game on a, essentially a tablet is insane. Um, I agree. I, I could not agree with you more. The, the thing is, is that I think whenever people look at Switch tech specs, yeah. I don't think, I don't think people are taking the full story and the account and i think all it does all it does is serves they put people off an experience that they could be having so like yeah. it you know if you turn around and you line up you know you do the 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 internet news site thing where you do the you know the table comparing all the versions and you go pc fucking 16k 500 frames a second nine graphics cards that yeah uh mm -hmm. playstation 4k 60 frames you know what i mean and then you go nintendo switch 540p you know 
30 frames a second lot bloody but you know what i mean and you look at that you, nobody would turn around and go i'm I, I think i'll buy the switch version but the yeah. problem is you're, you're leaving out the key detail and it's that there's a there there's something that you're gaining for giving up those tech specs do you know what i mean yeah. So it's different like whenever say a game comes out on a home console and comparable games are running at 4K 60 and then you find out that this game that came out that's you know again on your home console is running at a lower frame rate and is running and and is also at a lower resolution you're not gaining anything for that trade off you just have a product that isn't made to the same quality visually and you know performance wise as another product but on the Switch you're losing those techs and you're gaining portability. Yeah. And lo- and 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 I think that that's a big thing because you know I I heard um someone I I remember talking to before whenever Doom the uh, Doom 2016 came out on Switch were saying oh yeah we had loads of fun with it because you know I was at a bar and I I know it was they were at like a gaming event or whatever back before you know the world ended and yeah. they you know were sitting there and two two of them had Joy-Cons each they were playing like deathmatch multiplayer just at the bar with their yeah. Joy-Cons just on the wee tablet, just having a wee drink and chatting everybody. And it was, it, it, it made it social and it made it portable. And that's what you gain from playing it at 720p, 30 frames a second. And I think that that is a better trade-off. Yeah. But if you look at it in terms of raw specs, it's not the way to compare the Switch to other systems. And this is, the, this is the big question. And maybe it's, what what there's seventy million switches sold, eighty million, I could be wrong. Mm. How many of them actually care about what we just talked about? I don't think they do care. I think ninety percent of them don't give a shit. Well, when um, was the last time you heard a Mario game have its resolution and frame rate mentioned? Exactly. It, it, so, it doesn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to play the new Breath of Wild in four K sixty, but the, I think anyone who's a proper Nintendo fan knows that isn't Nintendo's stick. You know that they know. Yeah. I, I, I think now that the kind of way it's running now is that Xbox is power, PlayStation is first party, and Nintendo is basically the almost like the Disney vault. You know, you're buying a yeah. Nintendo console because you want to play Mario, you want to play Zelda. You know what you're getting, but you know you're going to have a good time. And I think that's yeah. what it boils down to. Because I remember when the Switch OLED was announced, um, so many people, and again, I appreciate that this is a small minority of the audience, but people were even texting me. But I'm a hardcore gamer. People are texting me, are hardcore gamers. People were texting, giving off, saying, oh, it's the same specs as the current Switch. But I can understand why Nintendo have done that, because they don't want to segregate their audience. Do you remember when they did that with the new 3DS? That was a yeah, bad idea. The, uh, the worst named console ever. But I, uh, I'm day one on the new Switch, day one, because I have a, I had a launch day Switch until Puka Puka Games. I traded hey. on my, my old uh That's it. Traded it on for a great deal against your uh, new Switch. Oh, you knows it. Um, so the, I'm a whore for OLED screens. Um, mm-hmm. I love OLED. Uh, so I, I can't wait just to get my new Switch, get my double battery capacity, Yes, it's the same specs before, but I get a bigger screen and I get the OLED because I would play it more handheld anyway with having kids. So even like Nintendo kind of have this color aesthetic that, you know, you know the vibrancy will look even better on an OLED screen, I believe. So the likes mm-hmm. of Mario Odyssey, Mario Golf, Breath of the Wild, 
I, I can't wait. It's coming in October. Um, it's it's going to be so good. It's going to my wallet's going to be had to sore. So it is. So speaking of sore wallets, oh. uh, PlayStation have announced their lineup for September. Um, so unlike Game Pass, you have to buy all these. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they're buying games. They have they have the Xbox owned studio, uh, Arcane Softwares. Uh, it's ironic. Their first big third party exclusive is an Xbox studio. It's weird. Uh, wow. Deathloop uh, comes out on the 14th of September, uh, made by Arcane Studios, which is owned by Bethesda, which is owned by Xbox. Uh, apparently, they have a two-year exclusivity. Uh, it was 12 months. It's now been jumped to 24 because they couldn't hit deadlines. So maybe that was a caveat. Sony were like, yeah, take your time. So Aye. that's strange. Uh, have you seen any previews of this Deathloop? I have seen absolutely nothing to do with it. It looks brilliant. It looks very, very good. It's the best way I could describe you. It's it's kind of like Dishonored meets James Bond meets Dark Souls. Okay. You're, you're on. I know you are. Um, then we have for September as well, we have, oh, can't read. So Death Strand, as I mentioned, and then there's an also another little game called Kenya Bridge of Spirits, which is out in the end of September as well. Have you seen any footage of Kenya? I have not, but I'm looking at it now. It looks it's kind of Pixar looking. It looks yeah, beautiful. it looks like a Pixar movie. It looks it's it's getting very good hands on. I was very intrigued by it, but it's forty five pounds, and there's no physical release. So, see this is this is the this is the thing now yeah. remember we were talking about game pass this is the yeah. thing now you see we're conditioning ourselves they yeah uh, they get right. bundled deals yeah. and and library you're access right. and so maybe like we'll I, see I won't wait till the reviews come out, but you know games like that i would rather buy physically and then you know what if it's a one and done stick you can trade it on and get 20 quid back or whatever or uh, you know, I don't know. Strange because then there's digital titles like how isn't Cuphead a physical release yet? We I have no I have no idea. It needs it needs to be it needs to get a physical release at some point. Um, I have got a thousand game store in Cuphead. I got a platinum in Cuphead, and I've completed it on the Switch. I fucking love Cuphead. Love it. I've spent more on Cuphead merchandise than I have on the game. How does that make sense? <laughs> so I have the art of Cuphead and then I have uh, Cuphead figures and I have Mr. Dice and I have the devil. I have a toy devil in my bedroom. People are like, what's that there? It's a toy devil. That's the devil. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> a little Catholic boy in Derry with a devil toy in his bedroom. <laughs> so they, they, they warned us about them video games who turned you to the devil. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so they need to release a physical copy of Cuphead. So, like, do you remember, they announced two years ago that the, their DLC was called Delicious Last Course, the DLC, very clever, hey, and it looked great. I like that. And they're getting a Cuphead TV show on Netflix, and both of them have gone radio silent. So, I don't I don't know when these things are happening, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they're all called bits and they'll release, you know, like, the game plus the DLC all in the one cartridge. Um, I just, I just really hope that happens. But then again, as to back to the Switch point, the game runs at 60 frames per second on the PS4 and on Xbox. But if they released a physical ber- version today, I would buy it on the Switch. Just to have that portability. 
It's not even that. They have it on a cartridge. I think there's almost like a nostalgia uh, thing for a cartridge. There, there's something adorable about a wee cartridge. It's yeah. true. So, there you go. More breaking news. Jeez, it's happening all the time. Oh, What's, what we're happened? We're not getting off early tonight. I have more Jeez. breaking news. I'm having asked how you are, and we're 32 months on. Pre-orders are now live for Horizon Zero Dawn 2. So anybody who pre-orders, that's your thing. Happy days. Uh, Destiny 2 have announced this new expansion. Destiny 2 is not going away, folks. Uh, the Witch King will be in your uh, in your eyes and in your ears in the next few months. I think they're bringing out just before Christmas. It's apparently their biggest expansion yet. I was hardcore on it, Destiny, and I fell off it hard there about a year ago. And I... You know what? I'm never going back. I can't. I can't do it to myself. I put about 200 hours in that game. I loved Destiny. Uh, and every time they, they, they drop these wee trailers and teasers, I'm like, I just refuse to watch them because I know I'll go back in. I know. So I'm staying and away. And it'll be another 100 odd hours away. I'm staying away. So moving they'll, on. They'll... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they'll do a Switch version. Oh, and then know. that's it. <laughs> well, they actually did Destiny on the go. They actually did a PS5. Well, actually, we'll get to that. They actually did a PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, next gen version, and they released it there about two months ago. And I have to say, it's probably the best looking game on the PS5 next to Ratchet Clank. It's fucking gorgeous. It's good. so so good. It's just oh, yeah. like the game on Ultra. So if you've seen it on Ultra set and some PC, right. but it looks very very well. Um, we need to talk about the Steam Deck. We do need to talk about the Steam Deck because you mentioned Destiny on the go, and then you just triggered a thought that could be a possibility with the Steam Deck. For anybody who doesn't know, Steam Deck is Valve's knee jerk reaction to the success of the Nintendo Switch. They're bringing out this Christmas, yes? I think it is. I, and yeah, I run this uh, Christmas if They're bringing track. out a portable PC, basically that has monster specs and it can basically play any PC game, really. Um, yeah. My question to you is twofold, actually. Are you getting one? And do you think Not a chance. A success? Uh, and I don't know about the second one, but I will 100% not be getting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least not right away. Because I got a Steam controller and I got a Steam Link you're the exact and same as me. I know where you're going with this. I, I, bought, I bought them off you, funnily enough, on the day that Fallout 4 came out so that I could have Fallout 4 playing on any TV that I just found myself at. Yeah. Um, But I put all the time on it and I, I decided, I was like, Do you know what? I, and at the time, I was hardcore PC gamer. I was like, I'm going to put money in these the this new controller thing they say that you can emulate mouse on it so you can play like things like papers please on your tv you know back whenever that was like something that nobody did and uh, then support just died and then i I remember at the same time they were talking about these steam boxes where they were going to consoleize the pc and it was like we're going to bring out a steam a steam box that'll complement your steam link and your steam controller and and then they were like oh but what we're going to do is we're going to have like third party companies so like dell can make a steam box or and some other company that now lenovo can make one if they want i don't know if they ever did but you know that was their thing they can you'll have different versions different types of 
you know, different tiers of console, but they'll all run whatever games are on there, and games can be designed with, with those in mind, and, and it disappeared, it was gone. So it's sort of once, twice, thrice button. Do you know what I mean? Four times I, shy. I, I remember being at a game managers conference and uh, they they gave me like a Valve goodie bag and um, the guy was demoing it to me. And normally you have, um, normally at these trade shows, you have a really enthusiastic uh, person telling you all the perks and you know, oh, you need this and you need this. So when I went down, I was handed a Valve goodie bag and I was inside was a Steam controller, a Steam Deck and a Valve key, which gives you basically any Valve game for life. So if they if they make a game tomorrow and release it, I'll get it for free. Yeah. And I wasn't really a PC gamer. So I, I was going on thinking, I'm probably the best target audience for this because me going on as a console gamer, a retail store manager, going on like i'm basically the target demographic why do i need to promote this in my store to my customers and why should this be an interesting thing yeah but i went down and it was borderlands 2 that was running and they had a xbox controller there so and and then the the steam controller Mm -hmm. and uh the guy was so disinterested i mean he was all oh, that's what it's like with a controller uh and then if you jump over here this is what it's like and i actually struggled i actually and i like i'm quite com- competent with technology and i actually struggled mm. with it and uh it's just like the thing i found cool was with it when you rotated your thumbs like you could feel the haptics yeah um, I, I know that a lot of like laptops and phones and stuff have that on it now but that was the first time that i'd ever feed that yeah, felt that yeah. kind of like haptic feedback under like a you no know, a, a static surface it was really cool but um i i remember saying to a colleague who oddly enough i still work with but now we work for different companies i remember saying to him uh this is dead on arrival and he goes no it's steam it's steam they'll throw loads of money at it and there'll be loads of advertising and uh i was like i'm telling you it's dead on arrival it was a lackluster presentation. Like, there's a bag. There's no enthusiasm. There's no passion. I walked away thinking, I, well, if I'm, if I'm going to play a PC game, I'm going to use a 360 controller. Um, yeah. It arrived in our store. Uh, you purchased one. I think one or two people more, but there's no no advertisement. There's no like pre-order incentives. Now, I don't know. if In this day and age, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're going to launch a new hardware, and this probably does apply to Steam Link as well. You're going to want to get engagements. You get engagement by having a competitive price. Mm-hmm. This controller was being released at a price that was not a competitive price. Now the Steam Deck is being launched at a competitive price. It's being mm-hmm. launched at like four hundred quid. Yeah. But I, again, it's a knee-jerk reaction to the popularity of the Nintendo Switch. It is. Um, it's. I can't see it doing well. I'm sorry. I know they're they're sold out because you know the chip shortage and you know, but you can inflate this and manipulate it. And I might offend some Steam hardcore PC users here, but I'm so, like, you, right. I, I I think it's going to do well initially, and you get the buzz, and then it will just die. It will just be a thing. But let, sorry, right, I interrupted let, you. Let's take an objective look at it. Right for anybody that is a PC player and is like, oh. You just need to, 
you know, give it a chance or, oh, you just, you know, don't want to mess about with, like, you know, settings or anything like that or bloody blah, right? Yeah. This is a first party device, all right? Yeah. Which yeah. means this thing should have support out the ass. Yeah. This would be like Nintendo releasing a controller and then just having half the buttons not working. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Which, let's face it, with the Steam controller, that was almost kind of the case, considering the fact that the community have to come up with button maps for most of the games. Yeah. And again, from a, I want to sit down on my sofa with my rare hour or two free that I've got. I don't want to be fucking about with settings and all this other stuff yeah. for a controller. Yeah. Now, I don't yeah. mind if it's like nice graphics and things like that. I don't mind. Or like V-syncing and screen tearing and all that. And anti-alias. I don't mind. But not for my controller. Now, case in point, as to why I'm he- hesitant on uh, the Steam fucking Switch or whatever it's called. Steam. That's what we we'll call it. We'll call it the Steam Switch. The Steam Switch. So, my my hesitancy comes from big picture mode. Now, have you used big picture mode uh, on Steam? I don't like it. So I right, I don't mind it. All right, except it's, for one point. It's and it's. It, I'll tell you why. Sorry to interject. It's been around for a long, long time. Yes. Why is it still clunky as fuck? Well, that's what I was about to say. The only thing I don't like about it is that it doesn't fucking work. All or not, it's great. <laughs> but I, I so, just don't get it because it's been uh, like no. So again, sorry, I keep on interrupting you. But don't uh, no, no, work away. I uh, so I I didn't have a PC for about five years, and when I had PC last time, big picture mode was there. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I first got the TV, I liked it up to my TV in the love room, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have all my movies on this, and I can sit and use an Xbox controller, and I launched big picture mode, and it was horrible. It was a nasty, nasty, nasty user experience. Mm-hmm. So that's what well, I have to say. Well, right. I'll explain to you my PC setup, all right? And you can just just so that we know that it's I'm not doing anything weird here, right? So I I have a 4K monitor that's my main monitor on my PC. Yeah. And then I have two 1080 screens on either side. Uh-huh. And the main monitor is used for work, editing, whatever else, left and right, used for web browsing, videos, files, whatever else, all right? Mm-hmm. And I have a long HDMI cable coming out of a HDMI port that runs across the room and under the 4K TV that's uh-huh. along the same wall. And it mirrors my middle monitor. Mm-hmm. So whatever's playing on my middle monitor, I can just go over and it's on the TV, on the PC channel. Uh-huh. Now, whenever I start big picture mode, all right? Now, this is this is the user experience I want to have, all right? I'm yeah. at my PC. I'm finished my work for the day. I'm I've got all my pro- I'm closing down all my programs. I open Steam, start big picture mode, lift my controller, which connects to my PC, and I go over and sit on the sofa and start playing Biting of Isaac or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. That's not the case. What happens is is that I connect my controller and I start up big picture mode and I go over and sit down on the sofa. All right. Mm-hmm. all's grand so far it's on my main monitor of my pc which is also my tv so it's yeah. on my tv and i'm sitting there and then there's a a little pop-up window in some games that come up that require you to like select your resolution or something or click play or whatever so you have to walk back over to your pc and then you click play and then you go back and you sit down and then you realize that even though your controller works in big picture the game hasn't picked it up yeah 
So then you're like, fuck, so you have to go over now and you have to go in and you, like, you have to fiddle about with trying to like get it to recognize the keyboard and then turn your controller off and on again so that the game picks it up and then you go over and you sit down and you start playing and that's grand and you're working away. And then all of a sudden, somebody, because this has happened a few times, somebody messages me on Steam. Yeah, so it's a crack. How are you getting on? See, you're playing this game. Yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden then, the resolution fucking changes or... The controller stops, like the the game doesn't pick it up anymore, and there's just this yeah. litany of issues that, if only for a, a setup that for a setup that's not that mad, I I shouldn't be having with hardware that is on the on paper supported, and so I that's think... why I don't want to buy a Steam Switch because if I do, I don't want them to turn around and go, oh, but that game doesn't quite work, and you need to download a weird INI file to get the the Joy Cons to work with this game. And yeah. then also you need to plug on a keyboard or a mouse. They like click the OK button because this game doesn't have support for it. And I understand that Steam is a more open space, which means that developers can do whatever they want. But that also comes with a drawback of not being able to unify like anything under uh, like a certain level of hardware or, fe- or a feature set. Yeah. And so then it means that, you know, like I, I don't know it's just all these things just make me nervous from a person who just wants to pick up my controller sit down on the sofa and play a game yeah and that's uh, i shouldn't have to deal with all this stuff from from valve yeah and you're you're completely right i mean and everything you just described there i was going to say if only a, a hardware company released a controller that prevented all that but the actual reality is they did yeah and you know look where it look where it left us so yeah um, it's definitely I I would actually have the approach where wait and see and if it is, does do well and does get support maybe by the second generation one um, I get it go nuts and I'll be but, right there behind you in line and I'll be getting I, mine as well but first gen I'll let somebody else take that bullet yeah, and see what the see what the story I, is I think it's going to do well with um, believe not the emulation the emulation crowd so people who are wanting to play like GameCube games. Uh, Wii games, things like that. I think it will do well there. I think it will find a niche audience there because it's like they've kind of had a glass ceiling with. I don't know if you follow emulation at the moment. I uh, I I follow. I kind of do. Uh, there's a really great uh, YouTuber. Uh, what's his name? Retro Prime, and he just basically he he would basically buy like an Android tablet, and he would like say, oh. Let's see how what this would run. Would it run Dreamcast, PPSP, things like that? Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to be the cap at the moment, where it's like Dreamcast is the cap. So yeah. I think uh, the Steam Deck is going to push it, you know, to like GameCube and Wii. So you know, I think you'll you'll get a lot of buzz there, where people who are wanting to emulate these games. Um, I always fall into the trait where I I love emulation, and I, but it's almost like. I buy an emulation device, get it running, and go, that's good there, and then never look at it again. Mm-hmm. I did this many, many years ago, if you recall, with the Ouya. The Ouya, oh yes, the night where we got Parabola Rapper running and then fucking turned well, it we, off. We spent about two hours getting it all set up, and I was Parabola Rapper running there. Two hours, getting the frame rate fixed and all, getting it all paired up the controller. Got it working, and you're all you going to play it now? I'm like, my oh, fuck, why would it do that? No, no, we've had our fun already. We're done now. <laughs> that was the challenge, and you know what? Um, if you Google while I'm chatting, I literally purchased about three months ago. Uh, it was called a Retroid Pie, 
and it was like it looks like a wee GBA. It's a little handheld. I'll bring it down this weekend. It's actually a really good device. And I got a RetroArch running on it. And I've got uh, N64 emulators running on it. I'm like, yeah, this is so good. And once I got it all working, got it exactly where I wanted, I just sat it down and I haven't looked at it in about two months. <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm in the market for a device like this at the moment. So I'm actually really interested for you to bring it down. So I'll definitely bring it down because maybe like you would kind of, you know, add more to it and all. But um, it's a great wee device. And I got it as my favorite color as well. Um, but uh, I'm a wine man. I just don't have the time to sit and play it. But I was all really playing. I have never played Super Metroid on the SNES ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, on the Switch, they have these two horrible, horrible, horrible borders. And this, and I know it's like the native resolution, but on that Switch screen, it's so tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I so I'll play. I'll play Super Metroid. But then I was about to play Super Metroid because the new one's coming out with the Switch OLED launch day. Mm-hmm. I was all right, so I need to get up to date. But then there's like two more I need to play before that. So I need to sit down and get on it. I need to get on it. Because I've um, I've literally, I finished 12 minutes. I remember I mentioned this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler for anyone playing 12 minutes. Green Goblin's not on it. <laughs> we said Jesus, last week. That's ter- I, I was promised that the Goblin would be on it. <laughs> I said last week that again is it William Defoe or Willem? Wajim Defoe. Wajim. Wally. Who's called Wajim? I don't know. I heard somebody called Wajim one time. I think it was Wajim like a farmer Defoe, called William. AKA Green Lantern. Green Lantern's not on us. So <laughs> a lot of people See. are like, is Green Lantern on us? And uh, he doesn't ask for pictures of Spider Man. If you listened to last week's episode, you'd understand. Um, I know. So. We do have a question. So before right. we get on to it, everyone listening to this podcast as well can also get their question read out on air via the Anchor Voice app. So by all means, the link is in the description below. By all means, we would love to hear your voice to get you on the show. Or you can also tweet me uh, at Ferryman5000 on Twitter or our boy Harry Atomic YT. That's the one. And 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 you're you're impressed that I knew that at the top of my head. I know you are. I know I was ready to jump on there. That was good. So Ross writes in this week. Ross has actually contacted us a few times before. So and he 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 got a burner question on his lips. He's finally made the grade. What is this he, question? So he wants to know, Kieran, who is the biggest misogynist in WWE? Val Venus and his massive ego, or the Godfather with his whole train? Right, I'm. Net I'm going to have. I have an hour. I have someone else. Someone mind, else. Uh huh. It's not neither of them too. So right. when he oh. says misogynist, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not really okay with the word misogynist. That's kind of like down a woman, and he's egotistical, and he's. It's Aye, all about him. Yeah, that's right, that's okay. the one I. Right. Okay. I have a. I have someone else, but go ahead. Right. So. I, I have to say I have to say Val Venus. It has to be Val Venus for two reasons, all right? So the Godfather, if you think about it, he was giving people employment opportunities everywhere he went. <laughs> so so he was actually he was actually helping. Do you know what I mean? But Val Venus wasn't. He was only helping himself. No. And we got to appreciate, hold on, on that, you triggered a thought, you're bang on right, because do you remember about four years ago during the Royal Rumble, the Godfather came back? And the yeah, music I, had, I do. and the pop came out, and 
back in the Attitude Era days, he came out with about 65 hoes or ladies, should we call them? He did, he used to come out with uh, with his train. But now he he only came out with like two. So times are tough. He's cutting back, but he's still keeping people employed. Even even though he doesn't have the big bucks, the Attitude Era bucks, he's still creating... He's still creating jobs. Do you know what I mean? And this is this is important. Whereas Val Venus wasn't. He was just he was just out for himself. You know what I mean? They they forward him. So that's why I think so. Now in saying that, we can't we can't write them both off as bad guys because they did join right the censor eventually. The two of them did they? They did the two of them. Oh, remember, the good. He became the, the good follower. The good follower. What was Val Venus called? I can't even remember. I think he was just Val Venus, which just makes no sense. <laughs> They just pal, the pal Venus or something. You're, <laughs> I don't know, but he was the two of them were in right to censor. So, so clearly, also the message is: it doesn't matter where you are or what your views are, you can always turn it around. Do you know what I mean? That's it. That's a, that's a nice big story. But anyway, who's your? Do, well, actually, before we get on the live one, do you remember? Do, I'm going to have to send this image, and, and anybody's watching us, I employee, go to YouTube, and I'm going to put on the image that I'm just discussing now. Um, do you remember they used to do in the WWF magazine? They used to have like a personality profile. Oh, I love, I love them. They, they were great. They Stone Cold. Have, it's all. What's uh, your favorite thing to do? Oh, uh, so the, I have Val Venus's one here, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> favorite athlete? The big unit, Randy Johnson. Uh, on, Look at the picture! Look at his picture! <laughs> Favourite food, whipped cream. Favourite fast food, I usually like to eat on. Best advice <laughs> ever received, give your best shot for your last scene. <laughs> Favourite movie, the, I really enjoy... Are we enjoyed, looking at the same picture yeah, where he's like hugging his head? Yeah. Favourite movie, I really enjoyed de- that Debbie series. <laughs> Favorite video game? I don't play with joysticks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was secret town ca- all the way. Secret town carrying one dozen donuts with no hands. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, follow Venus. This is what we were reading as teenagers. This is and sad. we believed like like this man's like probably now being a street cleaner, and he's like. <laughs> he's fucking oh fucking no he's, he's, he's banned from twitter like every other week oh is he oh he's gone mad he's, well, he's he, gone crazy he oh, don't, nobody going... follow him like don't give this guy don't give this guy a time of day it's kind of sad like but jesus this guy's he's not he's not well he's not right well is he like proper like hello ladies and they're like that's not okay now in these days man uh but it, it, he's under his conspiracy theories we'll just leave it at that all oh, right okay yeah but sure, uh man. No, 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 it was just it, the right to censor. Just must have, must have, must have wrecked his head. You know what I mean? Could never quite get back onto the bus after that. <laughs> Favorite but... actor, yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> the so... thing I like is that that photograph. Somebody at WWE probably pulled him aside. You know, after like a house show or something, <laughs> went right, Val. We're going to need a photo for the magazine. Hey, uh, <laughs> just just quick, hey, because you know we're end of the day, like, so and he just he... struck. He just struck that post that wee cheeky smile and went, there you are, lad. That's you, you, wait, you need to check out the YouTube channel for this picture. It's, it's hilarious. So, it's so good. To, to answer Ross' question, the big, biggest misogynist in WWE, I believe, was Shawn Michaels. Oh, very good. And I'll tell you why. Because he sung his own theme music. 
He did. He did he sing his own theme music, own which, which theme nobody music. nobody mentions. Nobody gives yeah. him any. And I always thing. said for years, people should sing their own theme music coming out. No instrumentals and often. So if the big show was coming out during the Royal Rumble, it'd come out with the mic going, well, well, it's a big show. And then, like, everybody Chris Jericho sings his own now. <laughs> and what a tune. You know what I mean? But could you imagine uh, Test running out to the ring? Because he always ran to the ring, like, called they called him out. Test, Test, this is a this test. Is I'm a, out of breath. This is a test. Trying to get a pop. Tries, tries so, to batter people. So, yeah, I think it was the Shawn The Rock Michaels sang his own theme music? So he did. So he did. But definitely Shawn Michaels because, one, he was an asshole. Two, uh, I fucking hated Shawn Michaels. What was your stance on Shawn Michaels? I didn't like him. I just I thought he wasn't for fucking... me. I was a Bret Hart kid. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's the same in our house. You were Bret Hart. You were, you were pink all the way. How was that? Fucking hated Shawn Michaels. And then when he lost his smile. And, and then you know what validated it for us? Me and my mm. older brother. Me and my old brother. We fucking hated him too. And we loved Bret Hart. We loved Bret Hart that much. We put each other in sharpshooters every weekend. It's great. Oh, yeah, was, uh, that, was, that was just going around Derry at any point. You could I just get grabbed on so their random fucking... I tried so hard to reverse the sharpshooter. Could never do it. There's no way of doing it. And the worst thing well, is, if you try to grab the ankle, the referee's just going to ring a fucking bell. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, too, too I, soon, too soon, uh, too soon, too soon. But I always remember then when I got older and you start reading dirt sheets about Shawn Michaels, you, you know your hatred was validated. You know, so uh, anyone who's listening to this and doesn't know who Shawn Michaels is, he's a fucking dickhead. I absolutely hated him. I, 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 I can't even give him crap. Yes, he was a good talent, but he was just such an, a horrible human being. Doesn't take a lot to be a nice person, and he was just a nasty piece of work. And did you ever watch the documentary? Uh, uh, Wrestling in the Shadows. shadows? You were oh, about? Yeah. oh, so anybody that hasn't, you need to watch it. Even if you're not into wrestling and you just like like good stories about you know just just behind anything, the scenes, really just good fun dar- or documentaries like interesting documentaries. Oh, amazing. Speaking of, actually, side side note, have you been watching Dark Side of the Ring? Dark Side of the Ring? No, I have. Oh, why why you does that? Are... What is this? No, I have no, I don't even know what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a series. It's on right. Vice TV. You should be able to find it if you look. Uh, but it's, it's like, it's a, it's like a weekly series. They're on like season three. Right. And they do like, it, it's all, it's about wrestlers. Like, no, the story of like Chris Benoit was like a two-parter, or like uh, Nick Gage. Oh, is this was a one... U- is this a YouTube channel? I think I have watched one or two. But no, it's not a YouTube thing. It's an actual no. like TV series, like a properly oh, need, made I like TV documentary this. series. Oh man, you are gonna thank me whenever you find all these. Oh, they don't want a them. Macho Man, Randy Savage, and all. Oh really? No, I've the Road that, Warriors. Oh, funny you mentioned. So funny you mentioned Chris Benoit. I actually. Um, I can't. I must find a YouTube channel, but I actually watched a documentary last night about Chris Benoit and the night of his incident and everything, mm. and how Demon like oh, he was sending Demon like all these mad messages and all. Aye. Oh, it's fucked up shit, really, really. But bad. anybody that anybody, even if you're not into wrestling, Dark Side of the Ring or Wrestling with Shadows, oh, amazing, shadows. they're all great. Beyond, but I, beyond, Sean, the, beyond Sean, the mat Sean, as well. Oh, I beyond the mat. Oh, great. So. But Sean, see those documentaries. Just you are right. Anytime that I watch back on them, there are there are a lot of people that you were like, right, maybe they did something or it was part of their career, but like I understand why now that I kinda have heard more of the story, or else there's people who you were like, Oh well, okay, they were only a bad guy on TV, they were actually really nice. But then mm. there's some people that you're like, Okay, oh, they sound like they're actually a buddy attack. And yeah. Shawn Michaels did come across back in 
like all the stories that you hear are very much well this is uh, a tech well move away from wrestling in a second folks this is what ross has done this but i was actually uh the G- walk culture was uh, they put up a video there the other day about 10 wrestlers that the rock refused to work with and Shawn michaels was number one was it because uh, yeah because when when Shawn when the rock first started he was rocky Maivia and he was a mm. third generation wrestler and bret hart took him under his wing and uh apparently the Shawn michaels is a complete bastard him effectively and then when he left, when he lost his smile, and then The Rock became, or, or Rocky Maivia became The Rock and became like the biggest wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. When Shawn Michaels came back then and formed DX, uh, he actually went directly to Rock and he's all, we should do a program together. And Rock went, nope. And apparently because he was just really nasty to him. He, he just wasn't a nice person to him. Rock just didn't want nothing to do with him. Aye, so that's why like, there's never... There's something to get off me. There, that's why there's never been an angle between The Rock and... Shawn Michaels, surely because he wasn't a nice there person. Go. So there, you, there go. you go. So that's mine because not because in kayfabe I got deep there, Ross. I know in real sad. life. In real life, he was just a nasty human being, and he was so egotistical that he had to sing his own theme music. So that's the kind of guy that you're dealing with. <laughs> so, anyways. So thank you, Ross. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Ross. So. Uh, one more breaking news, and then we'll move on to the, this week's topic. I know, so and I'm done. News. And I'm done then, I'm done. Uh, well, two more bits, but I will bleed them on day one. So, uh, apparently we're getting a Nintendo Direct this month. Oh. Uh, like, there's always something really exciting about them. Yeah, that's a, the, it's the anticipation. It's like the unknown. Um, mm. Apparently the big thing is there's go- they're going to be adding Game Boy to the Nintendo Direct library. Oh. So, and I hope I hope they add Game Boy Advance to that. I hope that is the case. Um, yeah. Because I, I wouldn't mind me getting some Game Boy Advanced on my television, so that would be good. So I'm going to end this, Kieran, on breaking news with a, a, a clanger. You're going to love this. Dude. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Hello, my body Kitty. Is ready. Hello, Hello Kitty. Kitty has been added to Super Monkey Ball. Jesus, you know what? I actually knew this. <laughs> some, I, I, there's well, one I actually knew. Then? It's not fresh. Well, it's, it's true. It's so it's oh, it's semi fresh. I uh, I was I was getting a, a bottle of water before I came up, and I, I was while the water was like pouring into the bottle, I, I locked up my phone, and somebody tweeted about it and says, "Oh, you have to wait until May twenty twenty two to get it." And I was like, "What, what the fuck?" And anyways, I'll go talk to Daniel. So that's all I know. <laughs> May twenty twenty two. What? So there you go. So that's, that's about- my ramblings done for the past hour. There you go. Right, anyways, we actually have a topic. We do have a topic. We went there somewhere half an hour ago. So the reason why these podcasts are so long are because of me. I'm so sorry. I'm so disorganized. I know, but this is this is the thing though, is that uh you know if I I don't think we could do an organized one. I don't think we no. could sit down and go, let's talk about the topic. Because we we would both get sidetracked. Yeah. So definitely. fuck it, that's so, that's what happens. So what right, is so this anyways, week's what topic? Are, what is this week's topic? So, do you want me to lead the way, or do you? I'll I'll let you lead the way because I, okay. f- I feel like you have more expertise. So, in this one, as of this month, um, Game UK Retail Limited have now, in the past two years, and this is not including the year in lockdown that we just had, mm-hmm. so it's technically three years, have closed its 80th brick and mortar retail store. So it's bad. It's bad. So, the question slash point slash topic 
it's got a conundrum of thoughts in my mind. Um, so you have game closing eighty of its stores. Mm-hmm. They basically game. They had EB Games before in the past. They used to have pockets of stores almost everywhere. You yep. had Extra Vision. Boo! Boo! Uh, extra follow us boo. back on Twitter. Boo! <laughs> I still see and, liking tweets. Don't act like um, you're not there. So you, 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 like up until like four or five years ago, you had choice. Ah. You had a game, and then you had if you you could price something in game, and then you could price something in Extra Vision. So you always had that comparison. I always remember with my younger brother going doing the routine routine in town where I used to go to game, then mm-hmm. GameStop, then CX, and then back. So whatever had the cheapest, I purchased it there. So I didn't really have any loyalty to any particular store. It was just, uh, but it was good for that competition in that area. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's slowly fading away. I did a click and collect there last week in Smith's Toy Store, and uh, whilst you're there, you're like you have a little rummage, and it's like literally the top ten games. They don't really have any. There's nothing there for that impulse buy. Um, so we are. It's not even a debate, really. We are seeing the end of brick and mortar retail stores. Um, this is that. So, and I, I, I know like Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo have to keep these relations, these doors and relationships open with them to sell their consoles. But I think we're going to revert back to the days where, do you remember in 1991, you would have to go to Woolworths to buy a, yeah, or like laser, uh, like electronics yeah. stores. You'd have to go to like a really random shop to buy a console. I think it's going to come to a point in the next year or two, or if not earlier, if this pandemic, there's mm. no sign, no end. But I think it might be a point where you you would literally go to, and it's happening now, you go to Asta or you go to Tesco's and buy a PlayStation, and the guy, well, Sanity, won't give a shit, and he'd be like, so I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it, because we are so, in the decline, and the, I don't think it's going to. There's no way you can save it now. No, no, no. I, I, I think, I think it, it is a sinking ship, and it has taken on water as, as more and more features get announced. But just by law of averages, there are more stores that are not gaming stores that sell consoles than yeah. gaming stores. Because mm-hmm. you've always going to have more Tesco's. You're always going to have more, you know, Asda's, Sainsbury's. You're always going to have more Curry's. You know, you're always yeah. going to have, I don't know if Dixon's is still a thing, PC World. Like, you've got all, even online Amazon, you know, you've got all these places, you know, Shop2.net and all these other gaming places. There's so many places mm-hmm. that you can buy games from, or like consoles from that aren't yeah. gaming brick and mortar stores. Now, yeah. I, I do have a couple of thoughts on this. And it's more observations, all right? And some mm-hmm. of them even come from earlier in the show. So you were talking about, uh, what was that game called again? You mentioned it was coming out in PS4, the Pixar one. Kenya, Bridge of Spirits, yeah. Ken, Kenya, you you said at the end, it's £45. It's not getting a physical, physical release. release yeah. And even then at £45, you're you're kind of on the fence. And then we yeah. joked and we says, ha ha, Game Pass, yeah. doing the thing again. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're double removed now. Yeah. from buying physical games at full price because mm-hmm. we would we are buying we are paying subscription services to get yeah. access to a library yeah. then the alternative to that is paying full price for a game that's not physical and then yeah. the alternative to that is buying a physical game now 
the the thing is is that I know that I know that there's always going to be the there's always going to be the value prospect of oh hey but you know you got to go on and you can buy like a you can buy like a used game and that's where you'll get it cheaper which I agree however yeah. subscription services kind of are better value than traded games if you're trying to keep up to date but also yeah. every traded game was once a new game yeah and if there's no new games then the trade and market is going to dry up as a result yeah and you know you're going to have essentially stores are just going to have like massive sure i even remember whenever i was working and you know other game stores your your older sections were always bigger than your newer sections mm-hmm and then that would become slightly bigger and then the newest like another generation would come out and its trade-in section would be even smaller again and yeah. you would just see the number declining but whenever i go on the like game stores now not even just game like there are another few out there anytime i go on i don't feel a sense of identity anymore i feel yeah. like i'm just getting like i feel like i'm getting sold merchandise not games yeah. and because of that i don't feel like i'm i don't i just i don't feel like it's it's a it's a place I would go to buy somebody a present, yeah. Rather than go on and buy myself a game, or if I was going on and I was having a browse, as you say, it's the top ten, yeah. and that's it. And I remember now, one thing that running a store has kind of done to me is that I see everything now as a business, yeah. rather than like a service or a store. I always go on and go, I wonder how much they're getting that for. I wonder, I wonder how many copies they have to order that or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me one time that like the margins were extremely thin. Yeah. And if you're buying new games at a really, like, a massive price, and now let's just say for easy maths, you're making a fiver a game, Mm -hmm. right? And you're buying it at £35 and selling it for £40. Like, £40 fucking games nowadays. That's a... Just shows you how fucking mad... How quickly it's evolved, yeah. Hi. So let's say you're you're buying... Well, let's get it up to date. So let's say you you pay £65 and you're selling the game for £70 and you're Mm -hmm. making a fiver on that game. Yeah. Well... You are going to have to, like, let's say then you go on later on and you see it all the time and you see, oh, this game's on sale now, a tenner. Mm-hmm. Like, new sealed, or £15 or something like that, which means now that £65 game that you sold, you're losing £50 yeah. just to get it out the door. So that means you would have to sell 10 copies of it when it was new at a fiver yeah. profit. Yeah, They counteract one sale at the sale price just yeah. to break even and no one is buying that many new games not unless it's like fifa or something like that or like you know again and even then a lot of people are just buying them digitally now i i so, spoke i spoke oh sorry go ahead no sorry and the last point i was going to say is that there are a few uh, accounts that i follow on twitter mm-hmm. that are um accounts that are like oh hey does it you know like there's one called does it play and oh, it's so like, I, so I. and it's like, does does a game play off the disc without needing updates and blah blah blah? And mm-hmm. one thing I've noticed is that there's a lot more games now that need updates yeah. to be functional, which just goes to show you that the the brick and mortar store just is like, because if you're selling a game in a brick and mortar store that requires a download to be yeah. functional, then you're already assuming that your customer has an internet connection. Yeah. And uh, capable enough, they download the update, which means if and if they can download the update, they can download the game. So at that point, I think, and this is just me putting my tinfoil hat on, at this point, I think you're just conditioning your audience to buy digital games. Because if I have to download a 50 gig patch anyway, I may as well just not go to the shop and just buy the game online. 
if I'm going to have to download 50 gigs anyway and the game is like 55 gig, I may as well just buy the game. When I was a retail store manager for game, uh, I was manager for seven years. I've said this podcast many times before. It was the best job I ever have. Still maintain it, what has been. Mm-hmm. But I pulled out of it. How many years ago? Was it now four or five? Be about that, I. Um, and I was convinced then. I was pulling out because, as you were saying, people were being conditioned that, you know, 50 gig download, you might as well buy the game. Uh, I was convinced then that the game strat, the reason why I left was because of performance. In fact, I actually left when the store was at its all-time highest. Um, mm. I was convinced, though, that game would be gone in two years at the time. And I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, I was convinced that they were just going to sell up or pack up or ship up because it was, for me, the, the, the alarm bells for me in my head was normally every year where uh, when I worked there, it was a massive FIFA and Call of Duty time. Yeah, uh, that was your Christmas basically. You know those two midnight launches. So you'd be in the like two or three in the morning, and then you'd be back on the next morning at eight o'clock, working all day, exhausted, uh, not and get to play the game for like two days because the uh, you're too busy selling it. Yeah, too busy selling it. And uh, I remember for Call of Duty Black Ops, fourteen people came to midnight launch. For Call, or sorry, for FIFA. Uh, nine people came to midnight launch. Nine. Um, well, so see, what, here... what people were doing is that people are now game sharing. And I remember that whole week, our digital sales, so we would sell digital codes. So yeah. people come in and buy a code for Xbox or PlayStation. Our digital performance that week went up like a thousand percent because people were coming in with their mate going, can I have £50 Xbox? So obviously we're buying the game then and just sharing it between them and they're pre-downloading it. And uh, if I had to blame one thing, and I could be wrong, I'm convinced it's down to one game. And I think, as you said, it's changed people's mindset, it's changed people's conditions. Because since then, the, the ball has started rolling and people have now are more acceptable, the big massive downloads. So I mentioned in last week's show that Call of Duty Vanguard's 270 gigabyte. People aren't kicking mm-hmm. off about that. People are just accepting it. Yeah. I, I think this is all because of Fortnite. Fortnite and games like it. And there are going to be other ones that are going to be Because big. when Fortnite launched and it was a single player game and then they brought out, they got Lightning. They got very lucky. They released this Battle Royale mode and it, yeah. you know they had the YouTube clips and you know everybody started playing it. But I it think was a perfect Fortnite, storm. Yeah, was yeah. That? I think Fortnite at the time was a fairly gig download, and then all these patches came out and all these updates. So people were like, "Oh, this is a free to play game." So people start buying Fortnite points and things like that. So I think when Fortnite became very, very popular, and rightly so, I still maintain it's a great game. Um, I think that's when people's mindsets were more acceptable to digital and bigger downloads. And you know, if you said to someone five years ago, "Oh, it's a hundred gig download," I'll, I'll buy it in Dusk. I'll buy it in Dusk or I'll have it in Dusk. Yeah. Where now people are like, you know, well, that's fine. That's fine. So um, I think, uh, I, f- I think, you know, like, the likes of, the likes of Smuff's game will be gone <laughs> unless uh, some miracle happens. I'm, I'm surprised they're still open. But, uh, yeah. like, 
when the last time you were in Derry, I mean, you went down. It's definitely not the same store it was when I worked there. It's more like a comic book shop now, where it's yeah, you're greeted with Lego characters and pop vinyls, and it's definitely you know. I'm glad I got out when I did because it's it's not a it's a it wasn't the game store that you wanted to work on. Just it, yeah, just yeah, it deviated. That's, that's exactly it. I didn't want to sell pop vinyls. I wanted to sell games, and unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, for it's, it's sad to see, but it's, it's as the song says, video. What is it? Uh, video killed the radio store. Video act. Game Pass killed the the games store. Yeah. So and that, that's well, my see, two cents. Yeah, and and I and I agree entirely. And I mean, there's going to be you know, Grand Theft Autos out in the future that are all online. There's going to yeah. be more Call of Duties that are you know, fuck. I think Call of Duty is going to have the first terabyte game. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and you know, again, people are going to be fine downloading it because you know it's a bit of a meme, yes, but people are still downloading it. And also, like I used to enjoy the midnight launch. I didn't go to many of them, but the ones that I did, I was really passionate about. Yeah. And again, you just don't get that with digital. Like Back for Blood's coming out soon, and I am, I, I'm beside myself with excitement for that game. You, you need to clear your calendar that week. Me and you are oh, all up on that. Definitely, but it's pre-downloaded already. Hmm. So, so it, there. yeah, so I could go, like, let's just say now, game, go, do you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna, for one night only, we're gonna bring back the midnight launch, back for blood, we're gonna have, we're gonna have, we, we pick me up freebies, we're gonna have a queue outside the shop, like we always used to have, we're gonna have, you know, music playing, we're gonna have a, you know, a whole big event, it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm that's time away from playing the game I'm excited yeah. for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because me going to the Skyrim midnight launch, you know, coming into the 11th, and I'm queuing at uh, outside GameStop at like half 11 at night, and they open the doors, and they let everybody queue up at like 10 day, and you're at the till, and as soon as it ticks across, you know, you've already paid for it or whatever, and you've got your wee ticket or whatever, yeah. and you go on, and then they start giving everybody the game, and then I had my left waiting around the corner, so yeah. I ran up around the corner, got on, and so I'm home at like 20 past 12, and I've got my game, maybe half 12, and I've got yeah. my game. I've had my, I bought all my shit beforehand, so I've got my sweets sitting there and all, next day's free, and I'm sitting there playing, and I'm enjoying it, and about, I'd say about half, and that's me ready to go, because it was Xbox 360 as well, no installs, all right? Mm-hmm. So, Do you that remember that? No I know, I just put the fucking disc on and play the game, it's mad, isn't it? But that doesn't exist anymore. Because now, if I go to a store and I get the game, I'm a half an hour late. I'm not, like, half twelve was, was good back in whenever a game was coming out. It was, like, only half an hour after the game's out and I'm sitting playing it. But now, it's, like, the second that Back for Blood comes out, that download will go from 99.999% to 100%, mm-hmm. and I'll just hit A and launch the game. Yeah, and even now you can launch the game. You can try and launch it, and it goes. Oh, you have to wait a wee while longer, and all. Not yeah. quite launch day yet, like cam yeah. yourself. Yeah, and it because it's downloaded already. The fifty gig whatever files is there, and there'll yeah. be a wee quick update on launch day, and that's it. And I could not get the game store and back in the time it would take me to do that. And when it comes down to it, you want to play the game. That's what you're doing. The midnight launch is just a fun way of wrapping the experience of buying the game but ultimately you want to play it and you, you think digital will be cheaper and disc will be more expensive but it seems to be the other way around now i think it's just because they can 
really mm. I've, I've i've come up with so many reasons and every time i'm like i've cracked it i know now why they're doing it and i think it's just as simple as just they can we're yeah. conditioned they pay a certain price and that's it yeah and we and we will pay that price and we'll just and you know that pie now has one less hand looking for a slice and the stores will be gone and that's it and, and it's kind of sad too and i understand yes you know you've all, you there's always going to be that argument oh there's people that don't have the internet to download games and yada 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 and, and i don't mean to sound cruel but eventually that doesn't really fly anymore yeah like eventually there comes a point whenever the amount of people um what well, right here right here i'll close with a perfect analogy all right so about a year ago spotify quietly removed a feature that upset a very, very small minority of their users and they didn't even put it in their patch notes. And I'll tell you what that feature was and you'll probably sit and go, what, why, why, why the fuck would anybody care about that? But do you remember old iPods? Old iPod yeah. classics? Yeah. Up until about a year ago, you could plug your old iPod classic and if anybody knows a way of doing this still, let me know because I'm one of these users. My wife you has could an iPod Classic. There you go. If you had a Spotify subscription and you had Spotify downloaded onto your desktop, you could plug your iPod Classic in and save your playlists onto your iPod Classic. Oh, I never knew that. There you go. So you could go and you could listen to them on the go. And now mm -hmm. you couldn't transfer them off iPods because iPods were considered to be like, you know, a secure enough device. There were ways, mm -hmm. but there's ways to do everything really. But for the average user, there wasn't a way of getting the music off. So they deemed yeah. that to be a secure way of like like you weren't going to be breaching any sort of weird outside of your subscription stuff yeah. you would bring it back you would update your playlists or whatever you plug on your ipod it would sync through the ipod and away you go and you could use that as your listening device mm -hmm. because that ipod didn't connect to the internet so the only way of doing it was to connect it to an internet enabled device go to an internet enabled device they plug it on they do your syncing and away you go yeah. but now they've removed that feature for the only reason being is that there's no point in putting time and they developing that feature because yeah. the money that they'll get from people buying Spotify because that feature's there isn't worth the the wages of the person sitting making the feature. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it becomes less cost effective over time. And that unfortunately is gonna be the way that it goes for games because the amount of people that don't have the internet that have to go to a store to buy the disc yeah Ev eventually the cost of pressing those discs and making sure your version 1.0 works you know and that it doesn't need a patch yeah and that you know the lights and the heating and the insurance and the the staff costs of, of game isn't going to be worth the re the re the reduced number of people that are going in the stores to buy the disc and the market's just going to move on and Have you yes we can try and keep it alive as long as we can and there probably will be people like limited run games who still do cartridges here and there and everywhere yeah but eventually it's just going to go away and it's just going to be because less and less people are looking for physical games have you ever sat down at a console and go right oh, i'm going to play this game now and you press x to launch it and you realize oh you had to get up and get the disc and you're like oh and you're just raging because you know oh, if it was digital it would just launch I think it's Aye. almost it's almost laziness now as well. Like the whole thought of going into town, they purchase a game where you can just buy it digitally and it's there and you can just press X to launch it. And as you say, you know, you don't have to go out and go to that game store and queue and try to be upsold everything and you just want the game, you just want to get home, get yep. sweeties on you and stuff like that. So definitely My first um, thought 
sorry, my first thought whenever uh, Skyrim, uh, or like whenever all the Bethesda games came, the Game Pass was happy days. I'll not have to put the disc on for Doom Eternal and Skyrim anymore. <laughs> and now that was that wasn't me being like, oh, that's funny. That was like me actually being like, oh fuck, that was my first thought. That was strange. Yeah, and I used and you know me like I was like collect the games, put them on the shelf, love yeah. them great, yada yada. And I'm a convert now. Like I'm, and I, yes, I still do buy physical games, but I think it's more out of habit. So we um, en- well we ended and agree that Don Magic was right. We will agree. To, see, this is the thing now. Don Magic's going to be turning around and going, "Ha ha!" See, I was fucking ahead of me time. Don and nobody will thank him because right. he had he had that weird pose whenever he was showing off the xbox one that that pose he's just burned under my brain the one he held his hand out and the camera panned around him yeah. and he had that wee smile that's burned under my brain it's terrible anyways so, way to go don madrick you got us you, finally you were, you were right <laughs> you were right we were wrong i'm sorry we'll take back all the memes <laughs> anyways i think that's the show that's us there we go Right, so uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you've listened this long, then uh, thank you. I'm sure that you're, uh, the last hour and a half of your life has been enlightened listening to us chat absolute shit about games, wrestling, and game stores. But if you uh, if you enjoyed the show, uh, make sure to leave a comment on whatever platform you're on uh, or send us a tweet at Ferryman5000 for Daniel or at HarryAtomicYT for me. Uh, if you want to be like Ross and ask us a question, you can send us a message through either of our Twitters or you can use the Anchor app and leave us a voice message and we'll actually edit your voice message until the show and you can actually be part of the show and say things about wrestling or games or whatever you want really. But anyways, thanks for thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you again next week. Alright folks, ciao. Hey, there we go. Press stop.